So guys, thanks for joining us today on Leadership Log, which is a podcast for the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center community on topics of interest. And the topic of interest today is meeting our chaplain and, and learning a little bit about how you guys support our AFLCMC team. Um, so let's let's meet you first. Uh, Ma'am, if you could give us a little uh, background uh, of your career, education, hometown, that kind of thing. All right. So yeah, my name is Chaplain Kristen Swenson. I've been here at Wright Pat and working with LCMC um, for not quite a year now, since last summer. Um, came here most recently from Washington, DC, where I did uh, some time at the Chief of Chaplain's office just before coming to Wright Pat. So um, overall, I've been a chaplain now on active duty for about 10 years, um, bounced different places, started at Shepherd, then I went to Ramstein, then I went to San Antonio, then the Pentagon, then here. Um, prior to that, I was a, a parish pastor and serving as an IMA chaplain. I was uh, in Wisconsin and attached to Offutt Air Force Base. Um, and then uh, just kind of going backwards, I guess, prior to that, I was uh, a reservist in seminary uh, training to become a chaplain. And that's actually uh, who I have with me is, is what I was, the chaplain candidate, Lieutenant Matthew Mason, who's a current chaplain candidate who's with us here at Wright Pat for the next or for about the month of June. So kind of, again, he's a seminary student. He'll talk about more himself later, but training to become a chaplain. Um, and actually prior to that, um, I was on active duty briefly as a uh, test analyst. I was a 6-1-S. Um, so I was kind of in that, that world, kind of been interesting to be a part of LCMC and meet some folks um, in that career field as well. Um, and in this kind of acquisition world again, um, and then I had started my Air Force career at the Air Force Academy. So that's kind of where I started out. I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota is my hometown and my faith tradition is Lutheran. So I am a, an Evangelical Lutheran Church of America pastor um, and serving as a chaplain. So that's a little bit about me. Okay. Uh, and well, Lieutenant. <clears throat> so yeah, <laughs> as uh, Chaplain Swinson said, I am new to the Air Force, new to the Chaplain Corps. Um, I am not new to ministry. I've been in uh, ministry in some form or another since I was 19 years old. Uh, but right now I am uh, in seminary at Southern Seminary, uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And I found the, the chaplain candidate program and it just really piqued my interest. Um, both of my brothers are uh, uh, either prior military or serving currently. And uh, I just saw this as uh, my way to offer uh, what I have. So, and mm -hmm. I've been here uh, just about a week. And like she said, I'll be here for the rest of this month. And it's been, it's been really good so far. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, from sorry. Tennessee. I forgot to mention that. So, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. I'm from Tennessee. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Okay. Home, right. home where I live. And Sergeant Carter. Alrighty. Hey, good morning. Um, I'm Tech Sergeant Colin Carter. Um, I'm originally from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, my prior background um, as far as work is a 481 medical logistics. So um, I spent about six and a half years doing that as a log dog and um, came over to the Chaplain Corps as a religious affairs airman uh, back in October 2020. So um, kind of been uh, with LCMC a little bit about the same time as Chaplain Swenson, maybe a couple weeks less, give or take. But um, so been a uh, been a interesting transition in terms of cross training from uh, the medical background over to the chaplain corps, kind of learning, you know, a lot of uh, just relearning a lot of uh, different work principles, practices, and things of that nature. But it's been a really good transition along the way. Um, just again, kind of exercising those different muscle groups. 
so uh, to get a little more of your background, um, you can, uh, Lieutenant, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but what kind of drove you all to join the military? I mean, what, what was it that kind of uh, directed you in this path? Um, and we'll start with you, ma'am. All right, well, mine has changed a little. Um, so my initial join when I decided to go to the Air Force Academy, um, I think part of it was I did grow up in a military family. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force and he retired when I was fairly young, but still I think that honestly kind of planted a seed and a connection to this community. Uh, when I initially joined, I was not planning to be a chaplain. Um, I wanted to go to the academy. I was a real science and math person. I really thought maybe I would do my dream was like maybe to eventually be an engineer for NASA or something like that. So that was why I went to the academy and I started out as a physics major, uh, ended up finishing with math. So I still kind of stayed in that tech world. And as I said, I was a 6-1-S in my first job. But um, while I was a cadet, I started to feel God um, calling me into the ministry and kind of went through uh, some months of discernment there and kind of made that call that, yeah, I think God is calling me into the chaplaincy and I'll want to look into that when that opportunity presents itself, which which it did down the road shortly after I got on active duty. So I think for me, it's it's a, a desire to serve, serve my nation, to serve other people, especially as a chaplain, um, to be a, this, this feels like my people, this feels like my community. Um, and so I think doing ministry in this community for me has just felt kind of like home. And I've, I really value the, the diversity of the military. Um, I love getting to work with people from, from everywhere and even getting to be stationed and deployed overseas and getting to meet, you know, people from the international community, um, from various faith backgrounds. That's something really fun about being a chaplain, um, mm -hmm. is getting to work with all kinds of religious backgrounds. Um, and so I think just overall kind of that, I felt connected to the community and that desire to serve my country, be part of something greater. And then as a chaplain to be able to serve those kind of people, my kind of people and people who are also willing to, to make that choice and make that commitment to serve. And, and Lieutenant, you said that you had some family in the military. Is that, is that what really kind of directed you this way too, or? Well, I think uh, like Chaplain Swinson said, that's what kind of planted the seed. Uh, my oldest brother uh, was a Marine. Uh, and I saw that and that kind of scared me from any kind of military uh, life because, you know, I think it can be a little intimidating. Um, and then my uh, my middle brother joined uh, in about 2012. And that was always kind of he was always trying to get me to join. And um, I, I saw a, a very different military experience that he had versus my oldest brother. Um, and then. Uh, really kind of what I guess the, the straw was in 2020 there was uh, there's a tornado that came through my town in Middle Tennessee and the Army National Guard and the Air National Guard were the first to kind of respond to that and it really just it it challenged me that maybe there's something that I could offer to the military and I, I started looking at those avenues and by then I was a, a seminary student. So uh, I just started kind of looking around, what can, what can a seminary student do? And I found the chaplain candidate program, which is, it's really a, a pretty cool program for seminary mm -hmm. students. It gives you that opportunity to gain experience in, uh, in, in this environment. And yeah, that's, that's how I found uh, how to serve. So. And Sergeant Carter, uh, same for you. Um, what what kind of directed you into the military? And then also, 
uh, once you were in the military, what kind of drove you towards uh, becoming in, the, in uh, joining the chaplain corps? Um, yes, yeah, so uh, I had some prior military, uh, some family and that, that's retired as well that kind of inspired me to do that as well um, for career purposes and also to further my education, um, taking care of the family. So that was some of my big motivators um, to get in there and uh, gain some of that experience. And, and again, just to continue my, my, my education. And along the road, um, one of the things that motivated me to cross train into the chaplain corps was because um, faith is a big thing to me. Um, so being able to provide and, and, and be a part of ministry uh, was was something that, that definitely piqued my interest and said, hey, that's that's something I, I want to do while I'm in the military. If I can um, somehow, some way give back um, to our community, help people serve in that capacity, that's something I'd, I'd love to be a part of and love to uh, be able to help get after and make things better. So that's the reason why I, uh, I cross-trained over. Okay, so, um, and, and we'll stay with you, Sergeant Carter. If you could uh, describe what your job is. What do you what do? You do? What, what kind of services do you provide? So as a religious affairs airman, um, some of the things that what I do uh, comes from logistics, whether that's uh, helping out with supplies, resources, uh, making sure that our chapels are, are good and clean, or at least working with those people to make sure we are you know, getting things take to order, whether they're structural issues or, again, whether it be supply-related issues. Um, and then some of the other things that come along with that is the, the programs that we do run in the chapel. So just making sure that our programs are up to date uh, or that we're taking care of things appropriately. Um, um, and, and also helping out as well within the units. So we kind of have a versatile role um, as well, whether it be uh, logistics, resources, and also helping out with people as well. So getting out into the units, getting with um, people, um, helping them out where they're at, or maybe helping those commanders out as well uh, through a little bit of leadership advisement or unit engagement. And so we've kind of got a, a pretty robust uh, tools, tool belt, mm -hmm. so to speak. Of. Uh, so it's interesting that you bring that up. So you are assigned, uh, uh, ma'am and, and Sergeant Carter, you guys cover AFL-CMC. And so ma'am, if you could explain what it is that you do and, and what does it mean when you're like um, assigned to uh, AFL-CMC or did you cover that organization? Sure. Yes, sir. So we typically try every base. We try to assign what we call a religious support team. So a chaplain, that's a chaplain and a religious affairs airman or NCO like Sergeant Carter um, to the different units, um, depending on the makeup of the base. It may be the group level or like here, obviously we have centers. We also take care of um, AFRL over here on Area B as well. So basically what that means is if we can, we try to have an office either in, somewhere in the unit or very close to the unit. So we're fortunate here um, to have some space um, here in an LCMC building. Um, and so being present, being available, uh, we will be trying to engage with the leadership on a regular basis, you know, touching base with them, checking in on them, um, advising them as we see things going on in the units, which we do from um, trying to do our, what we call like unit engagement or visiting, just being out and about in the units as much as we can. Uh, we've been exploring creative ways to do that in COVID, but we've been still doing a little bit of that in person and, and hoping to get back to some of that, but just trying to stay engaged, being, being available, you know, being present at, I call them um, like critical touch points with folks. So like commander's calls, newcomers briefings, um, times where we can connect with folks. Um, to make our presence known, you know, let them know who we are, what we do, where we're at, um, how we can support them and their spiritual and religious needs in the unit. Um, we are available for, for counseling is probably a lot of the ministry that we do. Folks are, are going through a tough time and want to talk to someone. 
Um, kind of one of our, our greatest, I think, benefits, and as I've had a commander tell me my superpower, um, is that chaplains and religious affairs airmen are a unique helping agency and that we are the one and only helping agency that allows for 100% confidentiality or what we call privileged communications. That means if someone comes to us with any issue, um, whether it's religious or not, and, and wants to talk, um, that stays completely confidential. We do not have duty to warn. We cannot and do not report anything you say, even if it's like, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble, criminal activity, isn't this a duty to warn, harm to self, others, that kind of thing. Like we actually are protected. Um, now, obviously, if someone tells us something like that, we're going to we're going to work with them. We're going to support them. We're going to help them get through that. But um, I know sometimes folks are afraid of, of going forward because they're afraid of those kind of things. And, and, and the Chaplain Corps is, is a safe place and a good place to start. Um, so I'll kind of make that plug now um, yeah. about privileged communication, that, that we are we are that safe space to come. Um, and, and we may be able to have either helping agency that that person needs or get them to where they need to go. But we're we're a good place to start and help them weigh their options while it completely remains confidential and there's no exceptions to that rule uh, whatsoever. Um, even honestly, that privilege actually, actually extends beyond a person's life. So if someone comes and tells mm -hmm. us something and they later pass away, um, we act, we still cannot share what they've, they've told us. So um, definitely a lot of counseling, making ourselves available to talk with folks that are going through a tough time. Um, we try to do uh, a lot of like um, just all overall kind of like resiliency type um, events and activities in the unit, especially in the realm of, of the spiritual domain of comprehensive airman fitness. That's kind of our obviously our wheelhouse. So helping folks develop themselves spiritually, um, whatever that looks like for them, whether that's religion or not, um, on developing that sense of purpose, that sense of meaning their sense of identity, their core values um, that helps get us all through those tough times, you know, having that foundation, that thing that we cling to and look to for strength. And so we will do, you know, we'll, we'll do different briefings and talks and workshops and events and units to try to help foster resilience. Sometimes we're just out and about with, with, with food and stuff and just walking around, you know, just bringing a smile to people's day, just again, trying to be available to folks. Um, and then, of course, on base, we also, not just in the unit, but more usually this is typically for the base community, we'll also offer um, religious services depending on what the needs are of the community. So we do have chapels and we offer some different religious services or we'll help connect airmen to the resources if we can't provide what they're looking for just to make sure that their uh, religious accommodation needs are met. And if there's anything like that in that realm too that that folks are are struggling with maybe it's a you know they they have a, a a holy day obligation or dietary restrictions or other things that are in that religious accommodation realm that we can help them with and advise their leadership and help accommodate those religious needs are i think that's kind of a good so i'll let sergeant carter jump in if i missed anything kind of what we would do as a unit rst go ahead sergeant carter I think she absolutely hit it on the head um, in terms of, again, providing that uh, that resource to the people being there, listening, especially um, the um, confidential uh, privileged communication, being there to be able to listen to the people, help them and their families, um, support the commanders and the people um, in terms of uh, developing and, and strengthening those resiliency skills, whether that be spiritual, religious, or it doesn't even have to be spiritual, um, religious, excuse me, in, in, in that sense. But um, mm -hmm. again, just being there to help support the people. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. Recently, there have been a number of, of senior Air Force leaders who have very publicly talked about them seeking counsel during difficult times in their lives and, and kind of like, you know, bravely putting that out there. Um, 
because there's been sort of a stigma always in the past, you know, especially in military jobs, if you've got a certain specialty, you're always concerned about, you know, your ability to draw firearms or, or your security clearance or something like that. And so do you think that that's helped um, maybe reduce or make people a little less apprehensive to come and seek counsel? Um, and, and have you noticed anything like that, ma'am? Um, I mean, I, I'm grateful that folks are doing that. I, I would like to think that that can only be helping. I am personally also, not just because I'm a chaplain, but just as a, as a human being, I, I mean, I have definitely um, sought counsel. I, I will also make a, a plug for the MFLAX. They're another one of my favorite, like second to the chaplains, because obviously I'm biased and I think we're the best, but um, you know, to, to seek out counsel, uh, whether again, whether that is with a chaplain or another helping agency and and to not be to not be afraid, even those that I know, maybe there will be, you know, something recorded or reported. I think a lot of folks, I just encourage folks that like you are more important and your life and your well-being is the most important thing. And and I think a lot of times folks are afraid of what this might happen to them or their career or whatever. And like, I think a, lo a lot of times there's less impact than people may think. So there's that already that it's probably not going to be as bad as you think. But let's say even if it, you know, even if it is like your life and your, um, your well-being is, is the most important thing. And, and it is okay to reach out. And in fact, it's better to do that and, 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 and do it early and do it often, even as kind of like a maintenance thing, just like you go to the doctor to get a wellness check, you know, it doesn't always have to just be because something's wrong. I have, I have a, a counselor that I see pretty regularly. And I, I just, I look forward to that. It's usually like a monthly thing. And I look forward to it. It's like my, my kind of spiritual wellness check-in. And um, people ask me sometimes as a chaplain, how do you, how do you do it? Who takes care of you? Well, well, I do. I seek, I seek counsel and I seek help. And I've had times where I've been going through a tough round and I'm like, you know what, I really need to talk to someone. And I've done that. And it's been very helpful. So I, I hope that that word is getting out. I'm thankful for senior leaders coming forward and, and sharing that human side and, and, and letting folks know that it is normal and it is healthy and it is okay um, and especially when you've gone through a traumatic event or you're going through a tough time, like it's very normal to be having a tough time. And it's very normal to, to get someone to help you with that. And, and just to not be afraid of the consequences, because at the end of the day, you and your life and your well-being are invaluable. And that is the most important thing. And that is what we as chaplains, and I would argue all the helping agencies, you know, want to get out there. And that's why we exist is to take care of folks. And, and they are our number one number one asset. So my hope is that more and more people will continue to do that. Uh, Sergeant Carter, so you, you mentioned uh, the pandemic. Um, so when, does, when the whole COVID thing kind of started, um, how did you guys react? I mean, did you have to like um, seek out different technological tools? Uh, I mean, how, I'm sure nobody was really prepared for it, you know, uh, but but what did you guys do in order to make sure that the chaplains were equipped to continue on with their with their ministry? So, yes, sir. So that's a um, when that happened, it definitely forced us to kind of redo or reconsider how, how we do things in terms of, you know, a lot of the services being in, all in person, having to shift those virtual. So making sure that those kind of resources were, were available um, and we could do some of those things. Um, and then also getting that information out to the base so that if people, you know, wanted to stream some of the services, uh, they could do so from their home. Um, some of the other ways that we had to think and transition was, you know, you know, a part of what we do uh, is meeting people and touching people. Uh, 
it's kind of hard to do, you know, there's not many people in the workspace. So maybe jumping on some of these commander calls or some of these team meetings virtually, um, at least still just trying to put a face to names or, you know, just getting over there, checking on people and seeing how they're doing or maybe working with the, uh, the leads and seeing, hey, maybe are there days that we can just come through and still be safe and check on people physically. Um, so those are some of the things we had to think about, consider, and perhaps even working with some of the other helping agencies and seeing like, hey, what what all can we do collectively to help people out? Mm-hmm. Um, ma'am, you mentioned diversity earlier. Oh. Sorry, my phone was ringing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, maybe. Uh, so you mentioned diversity earlier, and I've always been kind of interested in this because obviously you're a resource for everyone in the organization, regardless of their background, okay? So um, whatever their faith tradition is, you're still you're still a, a resource for them to, to assist them. So how do you find it challenging to reach out to people of diverse backgrounds, different faiths, um, or even people who don't have a faith at all? Um, how, 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 do you, how do you deal with something like that? Um, I would say, I don't know if I would say it's challenging. I mean, probably the biggest challenge for me is just trying to to understand, but I also sort of find that rewarding. So I actually kind of get excited about it. I actually really enjoy um, learning about it. I mean, the challenge, right, is if someone comes to you with a request that you're like, okay, I don't really understand this, or how do I, do I know how to connect them? But then that's our job to try to figure that out. And so I don't, for me, it's actually not been... Um, I guess in terms of like, oh, is it hard for me to work with other faith groups or, or to, to work with folks of, of other backgrounds? I, I would not say it's been, I, I don't think challenging is the right word. I would say just kind of, I don't know, like exciting or interesting because yeah. then yeah. I get to learn something. And um, for me and my faith tradition, um, I really, part of kind of my theological background is just this belief that God is, is with us all and I can find the image of God in the other. And so whether someone has the same beliefs as me, I still see the presence of God in that person and I can still learn something from that person. And I, um, that person has that inherent value in my eyes. And so um, I, I guess for me, it's, just, it's actually just been really kind of fun. And the biggest challenge is, yeah, when I'm faced with something that I, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I can help this person. I'm going to try, but I don't know how to exactly. But um, I, I have found it actually to be really enjoyable. Um, yeah. and, and just the conversations I've been able to have and the things that I've been able to learn. And it helps me even think more about my own faith. And also just to think about how is God present in the world in in and through others as well. Um, it just has expanded my kind of understanding of, of God in the world, which has been really cool. Uh, Lieutenant, have you, uh, so as a candidate now, have you, uh, have you given any thought to this uh, to recognize that, uh, um, that that's gonna be one of your obligations in the military? <clears throat> I have, uh, and uh, it's really something that, um, like Chaplain Swinson said, it is, kind of exciting when you you think about being able to help other people out and really to um yeah find out and and learn exactly uh exactly what it is that that they believe and and to really help them with that so yeah that's something that uh something that i'm excited about okay and and sergeant carter same for you 
So yes, yeah, definitely an opportunity um, again to learn because as religious affairs, uh, we help support um, you know uh, all across the board whether they have a particular belief or they don't have a particular belief. And so uh, from that sense, it's a it's an opportunity to say, hey, you know, let me help understand that a little bit, but really defer to our chaplain as well as the uh, as a professional to say, hey, let me at least try to get you in touch with someone that could definitely help you along uh, the lines you're looking for, or perhaps let's work with some of our, our off-base agencies, you know, if they're authorized as well, just to try to get that person the needs that they need um, help in that regard, because at the end of the day, they're all people um, and, and they're persons within our, uh, within our armed forces. So that's what we, we exist for. We, we are here to help support them and uh, as they exercise their First Amendment rights. Okay. Uh, Can I tell a story so, real quick? From, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah, from some ministry past. Uh, when I was on college ministry at uh, at a previous church, we uh, we actually took a group of Muslim students whitewater rafting with mm -hmm. us, but it was during Ramadan, and that was probably uh, not the the best idea. We we thought it was such a great idea, you know, we're gonna bless these students with this, and then they were all kind of tired, and and you know they were fasting in the middle of that. So that was definitely a learning experience, and uh, yeah. I, I look forward to more opportunities to learn like that. So, yeah. Uh, so that kind of brings us to the end of our time. Uh, but before we close out, I just want to go around to everybody, give you a chance. If there's anything that we left out or anything that you'd like to add, uh, ma'am, we'll start with you. Um, gosh, overall, just thanks for the opportunity. Um, it's been great to be a part of this organization. It's been really interesting to learn. Um, about the center and how it works. Um, just been, yeah, like a lot of, a lot of new and um, just to know that, that we're here, like the chaplain corps is, is here to serve. That's what we want to do. We want to take care of our airmen more than anyone thinks possible, uh, more than they think possible. Uh, again, whether that's their spiritual needs, religious needs, or just a safe place to come and talk um, and don't be afraid. And if you're, you're struggling with that, you're concerned about that, just know that we are a safe place um, and, a, and a good place to start. And, and we are as religious as you want to be. <laughs> um, and as chaplains, we are, we are obviously religious professionals, but we, are, we, we say we're kind of like a pastor to, to, to some and a, a chaplain to all. Um, and so, yeah, we all come from our specific traditions, but we, we're here to take care of the spiritual needs of all. And that is truly, um, I think, whether it's this team or, or any chaplain core folks you're going to encounter out there, uh, I would say the very same thing. Um, and just thankful that, that we are able to do this kind of ministry um, and to support our folks. And just thank you for the opportunity. And please come see us and let us know how we yep. can help you out. And Lieutenant? Yeah, I like that idea of uh, pastor to some and chaplain to all. Um, and uh, I really look forward to uh, the, the next several years and what that brings and mm -hmm. finishing up my education. All right, and Sergeant Carter. Um, just want to thank uh, again for the opportunity um, to come before you all and speak. And um, definitely, again, want to foot stomp that privileged communication piece. And um, as Chaplain Swenson mentioned, definitely a great place to start. Um, if we're not necessarily people to, you know, be able to be able to handle that, at least we can help get you in the right direction. Because again, um, as you mentioned earlier, um, just seeking out that counsel, you know, um, and, and normalizing some of those things are. I think definitely strengths, um, in my opinion, because um, it's not a matter of if, uh, it's a matter of when, and we all need support somewhere, somehow along the line. So 
uh, definitely please reach out to us. Um, that's during the duty day, um, after duty hours, because that's oftentimes when, or most of the time when things happen is after the duty hours. But hey, just feel free to come talk to us. And that, that information again stays with us and that gives you the power to do so and kind of handle us as you see, see best fit. Um, so that's the piece we just want to, you know, keep getting out there. And thanks to those leaders that are mentioning those things that, hey, seek help, seek help, because um, that's who we primarily exist for as the people. So thanks again, though, for having us. Well, thank you all. And, and you know, that's a great point. Everybody needs help at some time or another in their life. Everybody does. So um, thanks for being there. And thanks for being here today with us on Leadership Log. Yes, sir. Thank you.